Welcome back, everybody. Season two of the First Youth Podcast. It's a place where we talk about themes and topics relating to teens and their parents. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Kyle? Today we're going to talk about something that we uh, hear pretty consistently um, from all types of parents, from mm -hmm. parents that you, you might think are doing a bad job, and then parents who love church and just, I mean, if you have teenagers, there's kind of come a point when you have this question, you're like, my parents went through this question, hmm. um, and I ended up helping lead the church. So it's <laughs> it's all over the place with all different kinds of parents. And it's, um, what do I do when my teenager doesn't want to go to church? And I think there's a lot, there's a lot of, okay, one time or all the time. And so we'll, we'll bounce around on a hmm. couple of those things. And you found a great article that will actually hit when it's solution time. Yeah, yeah. So that'd it's be from good. From growingfaith.com, we'll put the, uh, the link in the article notes. But, uh, Let's jump into a little bit behind what's going on. Why doesn't yeah. the teen maybe want to come? All those things. Let's jump into that. Well, that and, and what does it mean? When you mean your teens having a hard time getting to church, is it like there's bad traffic? Like nobody means that. <laughs> it's not difficult physically to get to church. There's some sort of blockage that's stopping them. So my question is, what is it that they're struggling with? So it, it's not just random there's something going on it's the same thing with school when the kids don't want to go to school is there a bully is homework hard is the teacher um whatever blah 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 there's something behind that and so the first one there I, I thought is what is it that they're struggling with is it a lack of friends the the one time i remember very specifically saying no one's there and my dad goes you know there's 60 people there tonight there's going to be somebody there. It's, well, my friends aren't there. Okay, yeah. now there's something to deal with those three people aren't there right therefore everybody i care about well, at church doesn't happen to be there tonight. And that's everyone. Yeah. It's, that's my circle. That's who I want. So sometimes it's a lack of friends. Sometimes it's nervous. I was thinking about um, how the you know we have the gym here, and then there's foyers, and no matter where you come in, they're loud. Mm. Um, and sometimes that throws a kid off when they come in. I'm nervous about walking into right. an environment where there's a lot going on, um, which, you know, all those are understandable. Um, but, yeah, some of those things are just very – surface level things that you can actually help them grow through and i think you could probably solve some of that and you know there's deeper things but this is a real surfacey one which is easy um side of it which is just you know just have a conversation hmm. what is it that's stopping you and sometimes it's a, it, just younger you know they're sixth grade and they're nervous about coming in that's something you can handle as a parent and help guide them through i, I think also one of the difficulties with this specific question or why does it come up with parents is because maybe their teen liked going to church uh, yeah. they loved it yeah and all of a sudden, there's just this shift, mm -hmm. and they're struggling. It's really not the the teens as much struggling to, as much as the parents are struggling to get them to go, or they're right. struggling to see that motivation, and that's scary because we connect church attendance with spirituality. Sure. So it's is my teen not another? You know, do they not love the Lord? Well, uh, and then do they not love church anymore. What's going on? And that's that's that value question, and it goes towards attendance. So. Does attendance matter? So yeah. if they're not showing up, that, and I think that scares some parents. If they stop coming, maybe they're going to stop coming forever. And then as you're trying to cover for your kid because you love them, you go, well, how much does attendance matter? If they're there once a month, is that enough? And for a lot of families, I mean, we, we read all those polls and all those Barna research and stuff. Most people are going to church less than twice a month. Mm -hmm. That's most people. And so for teenagers too, you know, if you start packing in, they're going Sunday mornings and then they're going Wednesday nights. We've got life groups on Sunday nights. You know, what, what's the big deal if they miss? I've heard two things that I think are pertinent to this conversation. I wrote both of them down. You're committed to what you're devoted to, which sounds like a lot of jargon, right. but yeah. whatever I value, I go to. So I, if I'm, you know, my kids have sports, I show up to that game. I'm not committed so much to going to see that sport, Reagan does field hockey. I don't, I don't care that much, but her I'm devoted to. And so I go to see that kind of a thing. Right. So 
with church, it's the same thing. If you value it, you're going to be there. You commit to being there because you're devoted to it. And the second one I put down was um, what you show up to is not is an indicator, not a qualifier. So it indicates what you care about. It doesn't qualify. I could show up to um, my kids' games, but that doesn't qualify me as a good dad. I could be a horrible dad who just happens to show up. In fact, we've all been to Little League games, and we've seen some horrible parents right, right. saying some things they should never have said. It doesn't make them a good parent that they're there, but it just, you know. It, it indicates it, something. It's, sure. a, it's a flag. So it, it's not the end all, but at the end of the day, it still is important. Yeah. Well, there, that, there should be value placed on it. And that's why they bring it up when it doesn't yeah. happen. Like, hey, they're not coming. It's flag. Eh, that's good. Yeah. You should be worried it's about it. You should be thinking about it. But you don't want to panic at the same time. No, you, no, you no, know? no. So, uh, yeah, thinking through, thinking through uh, you know, the biggest question of all is should we force them to go, yeah, right? Yeah, That's really what parents there. want to know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. should I get them in the car yep. no matter what, kicking and screaming, <laughs> we're going to church this morning, even if it ruins the day? They, they were the mom the other night, right? She goes, I, I can't pick him up and put him in the car. Yeah, he's, he's getting big bigger than now. me now. There yeah, is, I used it. to be able to do it. Now I can't. And, 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 you know, qualifying the differences between a middle school student and a high mm-hmm. school student, too. Mm-hmm. When they're 13, you really can say, hey, buddy, get in the car. Yes. When they're 19, 20, you know, it gets a little more difficult. They are young adults yeah. at that po- yeah. point, and they really culture expects them to be. Yeah. And culture says, you know, you need to have these things figured out in your life. So they want to be treated like adults. For sure. Right? But at the same time. They're still your kids. And the, and But right there is you don't want to have to force them at mm. 19. If you have to force them to go at 19 or even 16 when they're starting to drive, just beyond that that phase when they're starting to figure out whether or not they value things or whatever, when they start making their own choices, you've got a bigger problem if now you have to force them. So my question on that is always, why do you have to force them? And this is different than, well, they're nervous about the environment. Why? Do you, what is it that you're forcing them into? Um, uh, to value God? Like... You know, my friends aren't there. You got to force me to go. I get over it. I grow up. You know, it, church is early in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah, some of that stuff. But if it's starting to, if it lingers in like I'm 18 and I'm starting to make my own choices, and I don't want to go. You know, now it's now it's a bigger issue. Now right. it's a you can't. So, so yeah, you want to try to get this before they're. One 18. of the things we we often talk about is how much teens really catch things. Yeah, and more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think with this, kind of your family dynamic, the things that are important to your family, yeah. really is caught. And you don't always see in those teen years. Sometimes there's years in, in you know, middle school, high school, where they're not necessarily on board with those things. Yeah. The things that the family values. Hey, these right. are the pillars of our family. But what we see often is later on in their young adult years, when they have kids of their own, yeah. all of a sudden they have those same values. So yep. sometimes you can't freak out. No. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, w- what do I do? What do I do with that teen who's really struggling yeah. to be at church? Now, and, and this is, you know, we've, we've kind of bounced this around back and forth. It comes down to a per teen basis. You can't just right. say, yes, force all the teens all the time to all go to church. Um, it's case by case. But for me, I know I've always thought about this. Um, you know, if you're throwing up, you know, in the morning and, you know, I just saw it, it's like, part of me and this is kind of how I was raised was like oh, you threw up you feel better good let's go to church <laughs> like you, know, you go to, like yeah let's go like everybody in this house goes I didn't, I didn't have an option I didn't care if I was tired be tired in church um but you know it, it depends on again I, I don't know it depends on the attitude it really does if, mm. if they're trying to sometimes they're trying to win a battle with you who's the big dog here it, it, who gets to decide I go to church sometimes that's a moment of going you're going like for not for church but for our family dynamic you are going. Um, I, I can't think of outside of like sickness or I don't know. I was about to go into some things, but it's case by case. There's really. probably only a couple 
things in your family that you're going to put your foot down and say, sure. hey, at the end of the day, as for me and my house, yeah. this is the, you know, we act this way. Yep. We talk to each other this way, or we don't talk to each other this way. We attend church. Maybe that's your family. You're and saying, that's I just don't be my feel thing. like it is not, is right. out of bounds. Right. I'm sick. Okay. I'm being a, a, a tough guy, but you're sick. It's fine. But I just don't feel like it is never acceptable. Yeah. And that would be in my yeah. house. I don't feel like it tonight. That stinks. Let's go. Right? I mean, like, come yeah. on. Like, that's what we value. Like, oh, I don't feel like coming to dinner tonight. That's unacceptable in my house. You're at least going to, I can't move your head and chew the food for you, but you're going to at least sit with us. So anyways, yeah. Forcing them. It's, it's case by case. Case by case. Um, you want to jump into some of the, the, the solutions we see in this article? Um, yeah, yeah. We've maybe not the word solutions, out. but <laughs> as we talked and we discussed kind of what are some helpful things we could tell parents uh, from, from our experience in youth yeah. ministry, um, most of them lined up completely with this article, which is pretty neat. So yeah. why don't we just shoot through the, the main points here and we can discuss as we go. The Hit first me. one they have is, hey, pause, okay? Don't panic. Yep. Because your teen doesn't want to go to church, that doesn't mean that they don't know Jesus as their savior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that they'll they'll end up homeless someday and and you know, <laughs> they're going to get pregnant at 13. Like that doesn't mean those things. They might just be going through a difficult moment of their life and it may have nothing to do with church. Right. That's exactly right. Sometimes we make you got to zoom out. We put moral things into things that just absolutely aren't moral. Exactly. I was talking to Pastor John Adams and he was saying that he was listening to a a, a guy talking about being a parent. He goes, "I think my kids told me things more than even I wanted to hear because I didn't get too high, I didn't get too low. They told me something, I didn't freak hmm. out. Sometimes we shut the door when they left and we were like, what? You know, yeah, yeah. but right in front of them, I didn't do that. So like, I don't feel like going to church tonight. You could spend 15 minutes freaking out, but good luck getting them to open up to you about that right. again. Or maybe right after that, why? After you freak out for 15 minutes, well, why don't you want to go? It's like, well, I'm going to tell you now. As soon as I tell you, you're going to freak out some more. So I like Man, that and one. That, doesn't that just translate into every situation? Every sure. topic we're talking about, sure. it's creating that environment in your home where there's transparency, where your yeah. your kids, they feel welcome to talk about these topics. And yeah, it might be serious, but uh, maybe you need a moment just to think about it and dwell <laughs> upon it and then say, okay, well, why? Instead of no, you're going to church right away. Then yeah. they they don't they don't feel like they want to talk to you anymore. Well, and it, and it's, as a teen thing, you're you're coaching. You're less of a mm-hmm. cop. You're less of here's the rules. You're coaching. It's like okay, when you go out to play, when you go do your thing, think about this. So I like that. Don't panic. Pray. Stop right there. Oh Lord, this scares me. Yeah. God, this scares yeah. me. I don't like to hear this. Help me. Help me not be afraid. Help me say the right mm-hmm. things. Help me find out why. Help them to be open to me. On and on. And I we like jump that. to solutions, but. You know, in, in in Christian culture, we want solutions that we can find on Google. And we I want can solutions control. we can control them. Yeah. And we say pray, right. and we say, "Oh yeah, I believe in prayer." Yeah. But do we? Right. Before we go to I solutions, mean, if priorities, and we we have these lists of priorities in our yeah, life, yeah. and for some church is a priority. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, your actual priorities are the things you prioritize. Sure. Sure. That's the reality. And if if you're saying Hey, I value prayer and yeah. I believe it works. Yeah. Prioritize prayer in that moment. You put your time and energy Before into you prayer, freak you'll out. see it. You'll yeah. see whether or not you do. No, I'm with that. It's, I like that one. It's something for all of us to consider. Number two, understand why. This well, is huge. Go. And it comes it starts with asking the question. I say that like I didn't see. It. I saw it a little bit of it. I just didn't read this thing. So when you're reading, it, I just didn't read it. So I don't know. So keep going. Sorry. Um under, understand why they don't want to go. Yeah. Right? So ask them that question. Hey, what's going on? Um, it might not be that they don't, you know, it might not be, hey, 
I hate God. It might just be, I'm really tired tonight, or I had a long week of school, or maybe it's something as simple as, I don't know, there's an issue with a friend at church. Yeah, sometimes it's not what's going on there. It's, I I, I don't want to not be at church. I just really want to be somewhere else. That too. I like that. It's fine. Church is great, but I I just want to do that tonight. So, and again, and that's not, I hate God. I want to go worship Satan. It's, I, I love God. I just also want to get in the car with my friends and go see that movie or you know football game or whatever yeah. it is. So it's um, clarifying, clarifying. What, what's really going yeah, on. I understand why. It's a good point. Um, number three, they say, remember, you're in the middle of a power changeover. So mm. in other words, there there's this you know maturity happening, and they go from an 11 or 12-year-old who really have to listen to everything mom and dad say to yep. you know a senior or junior in high school where they're starting to need to make their own decisions and, and you got to walk that with them. You can't just come down hard every mm. time. Um, you know, we want to coach them through those moments and mm. help them, uh, help them understand how to make those decisions on their own. Eventually, guess what? They'll be a college student. Nobody's waking them up in the morning saying, go to church. Yep. Right. So we want to help work them through that and, and maybe instill into them why some of those yeah. things are important. Yeah. And they're not and, and this whole, and this is probably some tangent we don't need to go into, but you know, they go to college and then their faith falls apart. Mm. Maybe, maybe they didn't have as much as you thought they did before. They were an upstanding Christian and then they fell apart. Maybe yeah. they were just riding mom and dad's faith for a long time or grandmom and granddad's faith for a long time. And right. they just never made their decisions. That kind of conversation Remember, you're in the middle of a power changeover. It's true. They're going to have more power over their lives. I do. My parents don't wake me up for church anymore. It's my job. But I, nobody's it's the power yeah. of me to do yeah. those things. You know, in, um, in some ways, choices. an interesting perspective would be maybe this is a blessing. Sure. And here's what I mean by that. Maybe now my student has an opportunity to really decide for themselves, is this important to my faith? Which is what you want anyway. Right. Eventually, yeah, like they're going to have to make that decision. Yep. So maybe don't look at this as this is the worst case scenario that's ever <laughs> happened in our family. Our yep. family's falling apart. This could give you an opportunity to have those conversations before yep. they're on their own, yep. before they're at, a, at college, before they're adults, hmm. and, uh, and work through some of those things at an earlier stage while they have your guidance. Well, and they're in the house. I mean, you want to have this conversation now, or would you rather have it when they're 23 away from the home, the home and you're going, why, you haven't been going yeah. to church, why not? Like, Right. I didn't really want to tell you when you, I was 17, but now I'm out of the house. I'll tell you. It's like, well, you know, deal with it now. Help later. Number four, they say uh, tread gently. And, and basically, uh, this is mm. your approach. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You want to come at it. Don't fight pride with pride. Yeah. Um, if you're going to make, you know, put your foot down and this is what our family's doing and you're going no matter what. Um, you don't get me wrong. There, mm. There's a time for that yeah. in the family. Um, but the way you talk to them, um, might shut them down in the future. Hmm. Uh, the way you communicate, oh, yeah. I think that's very important. Well, church being, it's saying it here, but they're, they're going into relationship. The word's really community, right? Mm. So they're saying, given church or youth groups about relationships, it's about community. It's community that comes together because we're called out to be a special gathering centered around Jesus. So, you know, you're forced to be a part of a community. It doesn't really work that way. You either are a part of it or not by your actions and you know, whether you're a member of that. So if we're baptized into the family of Jesus Christ, you're a part of it. It's just grown there. But yes, yeah, you got to tread gently. I like how they put that. Gently. You you might have to put your foot down, but tread gently as you do that. I like it. Number five, look for other relationships that will help. This is something we said right away. Find an adult. (laughs) Find someone who loves your kid um, or or who you just have a really good relationship with. Recruit them to pray and then say, hey, would you reach out to my kid? They're struggling right now. It, yeah. They they really don't want to be at church. Yep. 
maybe you could discreetly shoot them a text or or in passing just say hey we missed you yeah um not in a judgmental way like hey where you been <laughs> right that might yeah. shut them off even more but i've had this happen to me people sure. come to me hey we, hey we didn't see you last week we really missed you in a and, loving tone that's powerful yeah, absolutely oh man they 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 missed i've been me. missed yeah that's, that is a, that is a powerful thing but th- we just had somebody else we were in the lobby for kids church and they said do you know anybody this age this gender at this school that would reach out mm. to them Man, that that for one, another teen reaching out is super powerful because it's just that peer relationship yeah. holds so much sway over their life. Um, even if it is an adult, it's a third party coming in and saying, "Wow, okay, so I respect that person and they value it just like my parents do." And for whatever reason, you know, they say it once, mom and dad say it a million times, right. doesn't right. mean the same. It, it that get used to it. That them saying it. So find somebody that'll echo. I mean, that's what we do with the life groups: people that echo the same beliefs and values of the church, saying it over to kids. You know. By the way, before. shameless plug for life groups right now, right? <laughs> I got no problem. Get with your that. teen in a life group. Oh, for sure. We we brought up one or two situations where literally a life group leader did that for oh, a teen. Yeah. Um I something even happened this week. I, I heard a story of a life yep. group leader saying, Hey, I've noticed this student hasn't been around. Yep. I reached out to them and guess what? They were back the next week. Yeah, you know, through prayer and through through uh recruiting we those had, people. We had a small group leader uh man, one, two, two years ago now. Um, would drive, lived close to the team who really couldn't get there because his parents weren't around church. And yeah. so he said, well, I'll drive you there and then wow. I'll drop you off. And I was like, there you go. And that, and he's still here. He's still here. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's around. So that's... That partnership between parents yep. and, and that, that small group leader is yep. huge. Um, so reach out. You know, if your student is struggling, reach out to their leader yep. um, or get them in a life group, right? Get them in that. Number six, remember that the job of Jesus is already taken. Hmm. That's good to remember. Like, we can't make them decide mm. these things. We can't instill right. belief or faith into them. Right. I mean, th- that has to be their relationship yeah. between between the Lord. Yeah, you can force them to do a lot of things. You can't force them to have a relationship. You can force attendance. You can force family mm. devotions. You can force, we're all getting in this car, but the job of Jesus is already taken. And and he does a much better job of being Jesus than we do. Amen. So, so you, you're really praying more on that account than the indicator yeah. of attendance. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. And the last one, uh, never, never, never give up, they say. Yeah. It, it, and, and that's key. How many times do we hear stories? Uh, I, I think of my next-door neighbor growing up, and this, this woman prayed for her husband to accept Christ mm. uh, for years. Yeah. I mean, my entire life. Yeah. And later in life, he came to know the Lord, and she mm. just never gave up. How many times in Scripture does Jesus tell a parable or a story of someone who's just persistent and they don't give up? And it's not a waste. Isaiah 55, 11. I, I said it this Wednesday night, actually. I said, you, you're doing something valuable um, talking about God at all times. We were talking about evangelism, but it's here, too. In 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 youth group in Sunday morning or whatever you're forcing them to go to whatever when they're sitting under the word of God being preached it's effective it's mm. valuable even if it's even if it's cumulative maybe not one Wednesday night or one Sunday morning or one Sunday night but many of them put together it's you know it's being shaped so if they're saved and it's hard you know they're being shaped if they're not and they're half listening you know that might be just the the influence of Christ on them. but but here them sitting at home is and happy is worse than them sitting at church miserable listening to the word of God. So mm. you just you got to take your lumps and you know that's a hard thing to say to parents, but being one, I I, I know what that feels yeah. like. So yeah, as, we, as we wrap this up, what are some of our maybe final thoughts? We'd say from a pastoral pastoral perspective, yeah, yeah. things that we've experienced and things we we want to tell parents. Oh man, okay. So one, I, we have really have to don't take it away as punishment. You're not going to Ooh. church now, and parents and I get what they're saying. They're saying. 
it, they love it so much. They love it yeah. so much that it's it it's has such power over them. If yeah. you don't do this, you are not going. I have caught myself with my kids going to school saying, if you don't do your homework, I don't know if you can go to church tonight. Right. So they're going, what are we doing? You know, like take something else away. You know, take away a, anything that they just, you're going to hold them back from being around other believers, hearing about God, singing and celebrating God. No, that. As I'm describing it now, it almost sounds wrong. Like I'm keeping them from that. And when like, you sorry, think about God, it, that. man, they have a terrible attitude. You know, we're going to take youth group away from them or church away from them. Okay, if they're having a bad <laughs> attitude, don't you want them to be under the word of God that yeah. can change their heart? So I totally, I understand why sure. parents do it. It's because my kid loves it. Yeah. And, you know, I need to take something away. <laughs> I can shoehorn um, that to get them to do yeah. what they want to do. I want Find to something do. else. Find something else. Anything else. Th- that's just from our perspective. Take dinner away. Um, two and and careful here Kyle but two is reasons they might not come or be attached to it is because of what you're doing more is caught than taught yeah and so one maybe and I've I can just tell with certain teens and you can sense from them stuff is mom and dad are just talking about church at home in a bad way so if you're bad-mouthed church are going I don't know why they're doing that or yeah I'm not really going to that or anything Mm that is going to be induced in your kid. They can't walk out of the house without feeling that. So if you're constantly, I don't know, I don't know, church is kind of, and you got this attitude, maybe it's not yeah. even bad mouth, and it's just kind of like, I don't know if I really care. They're going to hold on to that. So look at look at your speech. Mm-hmm. I, I'm careful about the way I talk about their teachers, their coaches, other pastors, leaders of church, everything, because they'll just keep that, even if they can't articulate it later, carry that into the relationship. Yeah. So um, be careful with your words. And if you're... I really want them to be a part of Wednesday nights, but you don't do anything else. And I'm not calling for attendance because we're not, you know, I don't get a bigger paycheck if more people attend or adults attend. But if you're not attending other things and you're not interested, hmm. you can't count on them to be interested in things. Um, it just doesn't work that way. You've got to be the example. More is caught than taught. It's, power, it's a powerful move. Absolutely. So as we wrap this up, uh, kind of final thoughts. Um, I guess I'd say don't panic. <laughs> That's right? a good one to remember. Just Pause. Don't panic. Don't panic. Have a word of prayer. Yeah. God, I, I am, you know, I'm scared in this mm-hmm. moment. My teen is not where I want them to be. Um, have that conversation with your kid. Mm. We said this before. Yeah. Sometimes just expressing the things that are important to you. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It'd be really important to me, you know, if you if you came to church. I know it's not something you're really into right now, but it's really important to mom. It's really important to dad. Like it, it's it's just something that we value. Your and younger even, brother, sister's watching. Absolutely. We care about this. You got to come. Yeah. And if that yeah. relationship is there or you built trust yeah. in that relationship, they more than likely will be willing to go mm-hmm. because they love you, yeah. even though they're not in the church in that moment. Um, so so don't freak out. Pray about that. Um, have that conversation. Yeah. Um, reach out to somebody or a mass of people that yep. you want to pray for them and reach out to them. Yeah. And then uh, and then leave it up to the Lord. Yeah. So And, and all that will be available in the show notes. I think we're going to put the, the article right yep. below it. Yep. So, okay. Well, well, thanks again for joining us on the First Use Podcast. We'll see you next time.